6: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think I've suffered an injury after watching that game. Um, What a bizarre, strange game of football, below par quality. But Liverpool do get back on top of the league. They're back on top again. Uh, I suppose um, that's the silver lining. Um, And as for United, well, you know... I think they go back to fifth, so that's quite hilarious in itself. Um a terrible game of football, um, but plenty to talk about. Most of the talking will be probably first half, but it's not about me. We are live on Discord and I have two incredible guests for you and some amazing callers. So I'm gonna introduce them. My dynamic duo today are the equivalent of fire and ice, um, which is Quite handy and quite helpful, considering this game could be described as diarrhoea and shit. But um, let me introduce them to you. First up, I have Sam Evans. Sam, how are you?
5: Still nursing a bit of a hangover after a glorious win by Wales yesterday in the rugby. And feeling a bit deflated now after the complete contrast, which was that bag of shit as (laughs) as you've described it.
6: Oh God, it was truly, truly, truly awful. Um, Righty ho. Well, uh, Steve, it's awesome to have you on and joining Steve. Oh my God, it's been ages since I've podcasted with this guy. He's so awesome. You all love him. It is the host of the Anfield Ramp podcast, the coolest guy I know. It is Amando Angulo. Amando, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Nin. Thanks for having me again. It's been a little while. I appreciate all the kind words. Uh But yeah, let's talk about that shitty, shitty, shitty performance.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I've got the two best people. And on a side note, Sam Evans is also equally as awesome. <laughs> I just thought i put that out there. I may have overhyped Amanda there, and Sam's feeling a bit left out, like thinking, cow, I ain't doing her show again. But guys, before we before we go to the callers, I want to know what you're feeling. So um, Sam, I'll come to you first. Like, what do you feel after that game? You know, we're on top, but how do you feel?
5: (sighs) I feel such a missed opportunity. I'm just really disappointed in Mm. our approach to the game in general. I just think it was a huge opportunity now to make a statement. We win that game and everyone's thinking, right, they, they, they still might be winning this league. And I just think we really did go there, just trying not to lose it instead of trying to win it. And I think the team lineup kind of reflected that and that's what, why we ended up being kind of presented with that awful attacking performance so yeah I just think that's the thing that's disappointed me the most is we've gone into it very negatively and that was the result due to that so I think um, Klopp's had a bit of a stinker today unfortunately.
6: Oh for sure and what about yourself Amanda Um how do you feel after that
1: uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed, uh, mm. you know, I, I thought that I expected a little bit more from us. Uh, it was a little timid. It was a little conservative for my liking, especially, uh, with the, you know, attacking prowess we have. I mean, it's a backline of Luke fucking Shaw, Chris Smalling and fucking Ashley Young. And you did nothing, nothing, not a shot, not, not, you, nothing. It was, it was a little bit embarrassing. Mm. We were let down. I think as supporters, we were let down. I think they would feel that they let themselves down. It was trash.
6: It was, and for my part as well, guys, I pretty much share all all the all the sentiments here. But for me, um, you know, I'm somebody who meditates, who does tai chi, who leads a calm, peaceful life, and I was frustrated as fuck. So anyone who doesn't do all those things, I cannot imagine how you felt watching that game. Right, we do have some callers, but first, I'm going to bring Gags in. Gags, we've got the live Discord chat group going on. Um, anything anything from our subscribers?
0: Yeah, uh, lots of people frustrated. Rowan, Joey Mack, frustrated and meh. Steve is going to be on in a second. Uh, fucking meh. Quest, he's going to be on later. Is upset with his manager. Oh, uh, same as Jurgen. And, um, Rowan doesn't want to mention the rugby either, which we shouldn't. But yeah, we missed Bouvastier apparently, but that's t- typical Dell stuff, really. <laughs> that's it. Oh, uh, but yeah, what a, what an absolute shit show.
6: Yeah, I'm guessing you're pretty much in our camp as well of being like utterly deflated.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, if I if I hear and if there's anything that I think is missed, I'll come in later. But let's uh, let's let, let let the callers and uh, Mando and uh, Sam have their say first.
6: Yes. Okay. So our first caller, I dub the Steve Pizza. Welcome to the show, Steve. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey Nina, how are you?
6: <laughs> I'm good. You name it, hungry man
3: the The breaker of names <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah uh, first yeah.
3: exactly exactly well i was uh thanks for having me on, and uh I guess uh this is definitely a game that could be described as droopy pizza, I think it was uh a shocker um uh, on that basis, the performance was just. Bad performances on the pitch and I think an even worse performance on the bench in terms of Klopp's, Klopp's tactics, um, in the response to the, the changes that they were forced on it. I mean, he went defensive. He went to not play and, uh,
6: what you know, what lady. frustrated? I mean, there's a lot of elements mm. to be frustrated about, and you're sure. right. It was it was a sloppy pizza. I, you know, to quote Mary Berry, it had a soggy bottom. I know we're not talking about cakes here, but you know, the same could be applied. But i got to ask you, Steve. What kind of frustrated you the most? I think there's a lot of angst about the starting lineup. I definitely saw that on mm. social media. So, which aspect for you was like the most concerning?
3: Sure. I mean, you know, obviously Milner at right back. Uh, got a lot of people uh, concerned before the start. Uh, you can understand that on the basis that uh, if Trent's not ready to play two games in a week, you mm-hmm. know, Klopp's in the position to make that decision. He obviously did, um, but the fact that he went with the, the the lineup he did, I I I don't agree with that. Um, I wasn't happy with it. But my big question uh, for for the panel is, you know. Why didn't he change it? Why do people think he didn't change it when they had the changes that they had? I mean, they had the lad Pereira. He's played 45 minutes against Brighton in the Premier League all season and they, he got subbed by Mourinho. You know, I mean, it's not like Europe against, you know, full strength United here. Uh, they were missing Martial. Lingard was injured beforehand. They had to bring him on ahead of Sanchez. You know, why, why, why not take advantage? Before the game, I think most of us were taking a point. But now with their injuries and the poor performance, it feels like there's two more dropped. And that's why I'm gutted and frustrated after that.
6: It is very, very true. I mean, it's a great, it's a great question, Steve Pizza. And I think there's a lot of frustration there. And I think we could definitely pick, you know, pick your question away. And, you know, we've got some good discussion points there. Mando, I'm going to come to you because, um, of course you look at the team and they have, um, the first, their first injury was, um, Herrera, right? The, the king of all bastards. Right. And he, he goes off because he is kind of dominating the midfield a little. I noticed that he's a little bit everywhere. He pulls up with a hamstring. He's off. And I think for me, I, that's kind of a bit of a wake up call to Jürgen Klopp that maybe I don't need to be so defensive in the midfield. Cause I think he was defensive because, you know, like he probably thought that guy would feature and I need to be a little bit more defensive. But when that's your first, their first injury, like I think Klopp then does have a little bit of flexibility. Maybe do bring on a navigator. Or something, you know, change up the midfield a little. Because for me, it was really, really samey, samey. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, Klopp's um, slow reaction to um, sort of um, deal with the substitutions and how to deal with the game in in a tactical sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's pretty... It's just, it's typical club, you know? I mean, uh, Henderson had a good performance against Bayern, a really good performance. You can't take that away from him or discredit him. And then you were going to shoehorn his ass into this match because he's the captain of the club and at the expense of Naby Keita. And especially after these injuries, we should have seen nabby We had no dynamism in that midfield. It was pretty bland. The entire... It's the worth entire... noting
6: as well, none of the midfield played bad. It's just that they weren't doing... None of them played good? Exactly. But none of them... None of them... Yeah. Yeah, top when the you're attack. chasing
1: a title, no, bullshit. Yeah. When you're chasing a Ooh. title, not bad isn't good enough. That's <laughs> bullshit. You have to be good. You have to be up for it in this match. Nobody was up for it. The front three was shit. The only two players that fucking were worth a damn were, Habibi, were, were Virgil say. Van, ba- Virgil, even he was kind of fucking ass. It's Virgil Van Dyke and it's Allison Becker. The rest of them were very whatever very whatever and that's putting it lightly and yes this is typical Jurgen shit you know he puts in Henderson he doesn't play TAA when he should against a team like this Milner in space is trash so yeah give him all that space he can't beat the first man on a goddamn cross it doesn't matter it was just trash the front three gave you nothing when Bobby came out we lost a lot Sturridge doesn't give you that much. Yeah, he could get a little tap in. Yeah, he could score a from some distance. But how much how often does that happen? He doesn't give you enough. He doesn't press enough. He doesn't work hard enough. It's just not good enough. And then Mo getting subbed. That's some good shit. Good because you were trash today and you are not above anybody else. So good. I'm happy that happened. Hopefully that lots of fire under these guys. Cause that was garbage and it's not good enough when you're chasing a title. It's not good enough. I'm not disappointed with the point. You could take a point at old Trafford every season. I'm happy with that. You know what the fucking problem is was the effort was the showing Was the performance that's trash and it's unacceptable. That's it. It's pretty, pretty point blank. That's it. It's unacceptable.
6: Yeah, uh, they were for the taking, given the fact that it was 30 minutes into the game and they were practically on two subs and, you know, Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer was completely out of his depth thinking, which player do I take off next? Because he had two that looked really, really in, in, in bad shape. Uh, Sam, I'm going to come to you. I want to get your thoughts on, you know, Klopp's lack of reaction to the subs. And also we, we had an injury as well in, in, of course, Roberto Firmino. And, you know, um, I want to get your thoughts on that as well. Was, um, Daniel Sturridge the right sub for you?
5: Oh, uh, it's, it's first of all, it's going to be really hard to follow up Mando there. That was an amazing rant. Well,
6: that was fire. So come on, ice. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> that was like a release. I feel a lot better now after that. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, He's
3: therapeutic.
5: Yeah, well, it, it's just for. I'm totally with you, mate. Uh, as guy said in the chat earlier, he wanted me to say that Milner is shit. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's he's not he's not shit, but he, he was today. He was terrible, and I just think that really was a sign of Klopp's, uh, you know, he's done brilliantly this season, don't get me wrong, we're we're delighted to be in the position we're in, we're doing great overall, but his default seems to be in these situations that we'll we'll go really cautious, and I don't think there's any need to do that today. You know, Man United were very much there for the taking today if we'd have picked the right team and, and gone for it. You know, and especially, they had three injuries in the first half, you know, that would have really disrupted their momentum and and to gain any sort of uh, cohesion or anything in the game. And we really should have capitalised on that, and we haven't done that whatsoever today. Um, I'm I'm guessing he didn't pick Trent, trying to protect him because of what happened at Old Trafford last season, and uh, they think maybe he got a bit um, shown up by Rashford. I I don't know. But for me, Milner has got half the pace that uh, Trent's got anyway. And Trent is a really key part of our attack. Him and Robbo usually bombing up the wings it is a really big factor in getting the front three to work. And today, he every ball he put in was garbage. Uh, it was just he just had an absolute stinker. And I think that was obviously the worst decision that clock made. Um, totally with you as well. Regards to Kate. I'd have loved to have seen him playing again today. I just think that, that midfield, as you said, they're all solid enough and everything. But when it's those three, there isn't any anyone running with the ball to carry the ball at pace. <laughs> you know, I, I Personally, I don't think any of them had a bad game. Um, I just think they were really, really ne- just negative and th- there was no spark whatsoever. There, there was one point we had so much possession and we were just stood with the ball in front of the box. And we looked clueless. We didn't know what the hell to do. And obviously, mm. it, it really, it really wasn't helped then as well by, you know, Sala having a bit of a stinker. Every time he had the ball, he seemed to just lose it. Uh, Mane kept losing the ball. I, I think it's just everything went wrong today. It was and I think as well,
6: yeah, the one guy that likes to link up between the attack and midfield usually is, um, Roberto Firmino and obviously getting him, yeah. um, seeing him injured so early as well. Isn't yeah. good because I feel like soon as he goes off or he has a bad game, it has a direct impact on our, on, on, on Mane and Salah for me.
5: Yeah. I, I personally, I don't know if, well, gags are obviously doing the uh, pressing stats afterwards. Um, I don't know what kind of drop off we had when Sturridge came on, but it, it felt like that, that really did. End our chances as as the front three trying to get them to function. I don't know what's happened to Sturridge, but, um, you know, obviously he had, he had terrible ball given him today as well. So it's, it's not all him. I just think as a team, we were crap today. And I think we were very much in that mindset of do not lose this game. And as Mando said, we're trying to win the bloody league. Winning today would have been a huge, huge step in the right direction. And I think, you know, we've blown that. Um, but to look at it, as you said, if you kind of take a step back and, and get the rants out of the way, we, we've taken the point. It's you know That was the hardest game we've got left this season and, and it's put us top of the league uh, with the same amount of games played as City. So, you know, we've got to just take the point now uh, and move on and just think, right, if we can get the wins now, Watford on Wednesday and uh, against Everton, Everton on yeah. Sunday, we'll, we'll have had the seven points that I would have ripped your hand off for before this, but, you know, we've got to go and do that now.
6: For sure, for sure. I think I, um,
0: um, I do think that I, I just wanted to say something. Then I do think mm-hmm. um, blaming Milner really for playing is uh, is is a bit of a is a bit of harsh. He was poor, but he's been asked to play there, and he probably put more effort in than anyone else. To be honest, he did work his oh, arse yeah. off at the end of the day. And I think if you look at the front three. And what they were doing in comparison. Uh, at least he got things wrong. Yes, he played shit. Yes, that's the ability of a midfielder playing at right back. All those things factor in. He still gave his all. And, he did. Uh, he did but, give his but, all.
6: But, but I think but, but, I think the problem was was the fact that he was um, caught out. Enough. Yeah, he was caught out of position. But he's and a midfielder was, playing at right yeah, back. Exactly. What do you exactly. Then play um,
1: Fabinho at right back. But, yeah, but then, but
0: but
1: then you, you play Dabby, and then what? you play Henderson. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm, I'm
0: not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with that. I'm arguing with the point and saying, why are you blaming the players, the manager that's playing him there? Why are you having to go to the play the player is Okay, he did his best. What he can do in that position, the, the crosses were shit when there was no one in the box. I understand yeah. all that. I was frustrated too. I was going mad. But the point is, when your big boys, your big players, don't turn up, that point is what I go with. with what Amanda said. Yeah. When yeah. your big boys don't turn up in the biggest game of the season at the time when you need them. That's more of a of a loss for me. It's,
6: it's very true. Like I me, think I happy. think Salah, I think for me that was probably the worst performance I've seen Salah put in in a Liverpool shirt.
0: Yeah, and tomorrow there'll be all these jokes about Luke Shaw putting in the pocket. I don't think Luke Shaw did anything great.
6: No, he I just eats. think
0: Mo was shit. Yes. Mo was literally shit today. Yeah. Yeah. It was
3: terrible. Terrible. It
0: was. But listen, the get get pizza on
3: to talk. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> some, some more pizza. No, the, the, the thing is, gags. The, the bad there was bad performances on the pitch, and then for me, at least my view, they were compounded by like worse decisions from from from, from Jurgen. I mean, they had three players crocked before 24 minutes. I can't remember the last Premier League game where a, a side is, you know, one of the top six sides have been that badly injured, had that many players out, so that. Is down to to, to Jurgen to to change it up and go. Oh, we've got an, we've got an opportunity here. I mean, all of us thought that I'm sure when we were watching, thinking, "Hey, they've got another one down. They were dropping like flies."
6: Yeah, I had United fans text me saying, "If you don't win this, you're shocking."
3: Exactly. So I, I think you know, Gags. I hear you regarding uh, Milner. I mean, his crossing was just, well. It was the worst it's been, but he's not the best at that anyway. I mean, that's not his playing right back. That's not his position. Like you say, he's out of position. No. But nothing got changed. Nothing got changed. They just kept on doing the same thing, like the definition of madness. Do the same thing for 90 minutes and expect something different is going to happen. It's
6: very true. Well, Steve, any more points?
3: <laughs> no, I will say thank you. I'll carry on listening to you guys. Thanks a lot, Nina um and mando i wish i'd had like a round of applause button at the end of uh <laughs> end of your round that was very cathartic and very therapeutic Thanks, man. <laughs> Um have as good a weekend as uh the rest of you can after that
6: we shall try and you know what it was great to have you finally calling to the show rather than hoggle the chat box just
3: <laughs> You're welcome, sweetie. You're welcome.
6: <laughs> Take care.
3: Take it easy. All the best in a chat. Okay.
6: Take thank you. you. Right. Okay. So that was Steve Pizza. Now we're going to move on to another. Well, he's not a familiar voice. He's just a familiar chatterbox in the chat box, but it was good to have him on. Now we're going to go to a familiar voice. I've not spoke to him in ages, actually. So I'm quite excited and quite intrigued to see what he has to say. It is going to be quite late over where he is in India. Shamik, welcome to the show.
4: Happy New Year, Nina. This is the first time we're speaking this year.
6: Oh, Happy New Year.
0: That's well weird in fucking February. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: you know.
4: Hey, we are speaking for the first time this year, right? So it's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um Shamik, it's great to have you on. um I want to get your thoughts and points. You are joined, by, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, it's Sam Evans and Amanda Angulo.
4: Right, right. So, in fact, Nina, it's very tough to follow up after the rant that Mando just had. More or less, all the talking points I had in my mind, he's covered them all, right? So, you know, very little to add. But one thing that, you know, was literally staring me in the face when I was watching the second half, Mm. There were like three central midfielders stood in line, just in front of the penalty box. And there was nobody, if people were, you know, Fabinho, Henderson, Genie. everybody was looking for the pass out fight. There was mm-hmm. nobody looking to play the penetrating ball inside or take a man on, you know, dribble past them. John normally does that. I don't know what happened today. He never tried that. I think the one successful dribble in that zone of the match, surprise, surprise, it was Joel Matip.
6: Yes, first half, right?
4: Yes, and we got a free kick in a dangerous mm. situation, right? Nobody did that in the second half. Nobody tried that. It's know, Fabinho generally jinx past one or two players. Mm. He wasn't doing that, playing the, taking the safe option. So my question is, at what point did Klopp decide that, okay, the nil-nil is an acceptable result? Because in this 92nd minute, right, when we are looking for that goal, Virgil van Dijk is in his own half. He's not going up. So at what point did Klopp accept that a uh, 1 point at Old Trafford is a good result? And for me this 2 points dropped who would be firmly in Klopp's corner.
6: Hmm. Again another great question Sam. I'm going to come to you first because um I, I remember when Matip actually went on that bit of a dribble run and I actually was like no don't do it you know <laughs> Just do it, but I uh, I understood why he did that because before that happened there was a little sequence of play where Henderson and Milner just kept playing the ball to each other sidewards and he kind of took the ball and he went forward and I feel like Shomik's absolutely spot on I felt like our midfielders were not trying to penetrate to, through the centre and again that begs the question why maybe somebody like Naby Keita went playing but then on the flip side to that if you watch have United play I mean apparently this attacking football is back at Old Trafford and Manchester United but for me if I'm honest They pretty much had, I think they had about six men in the box the entire game.
5: Yeah, exactly. Uh, To answer the question, I think Klopp decided a point was was a good result at Old Trafford before the game even started. Uh, That's what it felt like today to me. Uh, The way we set up and everything really did. Look to me like we would just go in there and just get the point, and and he was happy with that. and he'll just move on then with a one point advantage in the league, and uh, you know try and go from there. Um, one thing I want to say about Matip, that bloody finish he did for the own goal was incredible, and I wish he had a bit of that finishing against Bayern Munich the other day in the other goal. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a bit of a comedy moment. I was so glad that the flag went up. But no, I, I was really happy when Matt Dip was actually trying to run it out because, as you said, the midfield was so, you know, the passes were just lateral back and forth. There was no penetration whatsoever and there was no one trying to carry the ball at all. So I do actually like it when he does that. But obviously he has been caught out a couple of times doing it as well. So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> To be honest, Nina, I think we should have just stopped the pod after, after Mando finished his rant. I think you should have just left it there.
6: I should have left it there. I'm kind of hoping that you, <laughs> um, uh, he inspires you and you go on a mad one as well because literally, Emma, um, uh, somebody needs to bring the fire and passion because Liverpool certainly didn't. Amanda, I'm going to come to you because, um, I th- I think Sam just said something there about it looked like Jurgen Klopp was pretty much playing for a point or decided that he wanted a point. And I think Shomit's alluded to that as well. And don't get me wrong, if Liverpool, and this is all very hypothetical, now you know, like we don't know about the future, but with that point, and if Liverpool win all their games, they are crowned champions, right? But the thing is, if Liverpool play like that, they are going to become unstuck somewhere. Like you cannot play like that and expect to get away with uh, you know, like, a draw like that, like, they are gonna, they're gonna slip up. And, is, you know, like, to me, I'm, I'm with Sam here, and Shamik, in the sense that, scalp these fuckers, they were there to, to be taken.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were there to be taken, uh, and it's, that's what's most disappointing. And then, and, and, you know, to echo what Sam said, we settled for the draw last night. That was already totally fine with what we were going to do my what frustrates me is you know i'm totally all in on the league and we should be fucking off the champions league like honestly i know that sounds disrespectful and stupid to say because it's the fucking premier competition in the world or whatever fuck that shit drop it who cares we should have saved taa for today nabby should have played today we should have thrown fucking milner at right back against those dudes because who gives a shit What happens there? Yeah, it'd be nice to lift that trophy, but you know how hard that shit's gonna be and you have a leg up in the league right now with a game in fucking hand and you're gonna do this today? That's fucking trash. Secondly what the fuck do we do on the training pitch with set pieces? No one can beat the first man on a goddamn cross. And then if fucking Shaq's not out there or TAA's not out there, no one could even put the goddamn ball on frame. It's embarrassing what's going on to be a premier team in the premier league who fucking calls itself the best league in the world, and you can't even beat the first man ever. We could do that shit 150 times in a game. It doesn't matter if it's Crystal Palace. It doesn't matter if it's fucking fucking young boys. We're not going to beat the first man. We are fucking trash at set pieces. And that needs to be addressed because that is some unacceptable shit. Every other team in that league is danger from set pieces. We, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's the fucking limpest, fucking performance that i've seen in a long time and everything is going fucking wrong in this match and that's unacceptable the best chance we had was a set piece and we had a million fucking of them and we did nothing every goddamn time it's redundant it's repetitive and it's embarrassing for a team on that level who's supposed to be that competitive fucking across the fucking europe it's trash it's just trash did Did you see the stat uh mando come up because you know we always think
5: that we're terrible at, at corners and things. That Liverpool scored the most, apparently, not we? The most in the league, yeah, eleven goals from corners. Um, I don't fucking give a
1: shit. <laughs> My eyes tell me we can't do that <laughs> shit to save our lives, but
5: buddy. The free free kicks were shocking, really bad. You know, um, totally agree with you. And the thing is, we've got we've got really good guys in. You know, Matt Dip's massive and Van Dyke as well, really good in the air, and we're 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 not picking him out, do we? I, I totally agree with you, mate. But somebody was actually on
6: my show, and I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Hakeem, and he goes on set pieces. I I sometimes wish we had Martin Skirtle, and we all just started laughing.
1: It's but... true, though. <laughs> At least he put the ball in somebody's net. Mine, yours. <laughs> who cares? It's in the net. You you had
5: like a net zero, Denise. Seven goals. Going forward and seven own
1: goals as well. But he was finishing, buddy. He was finishing regardless. <laughs> oh, God. No, definitely
0: a positive net. He scored more than he conceded for sure. But it, I yeah. think that season in the 2013-14 season, like I said in the preview, we need goals from other parts of the pitch. If those yeah. two don't turn up up top, somebody else has got to step up and no one did. And Matip in the second half, when he had that chance off a corner, he, he decided to like fall more than try and get that head on target just tells you everything. That's why I was all wrong with it. Everything was okay, wrong.
6: Okay, so you know what? I'm going to, um, because uh, Shomik's still on, so we need to answer the second part of his question. Guys, feel free to chip in. I'm just going to um uh, throw the discussion here. But he said that, you know, Liverpool were kind of failing to penetrate through the centre. They tried u- using the, the wide channels, but of course, you know, with Milner with the lack of pace and stuff, st- stuff weren't happening down the flanks. And it almost feels like if Liverpool don't have them options and we're not playing through the centre and then we're not very good at set pieces, we are so limited for a team. Who is trying to challenge for a league? Because it looks like we can only play it a certain way.
1: Well, yeah, but that comes with the players that were selected Mm. today. Henderson, Mm. I mean, he had one good pass like last week and everybody went wild and shit. Okay, that's cool, but how often does that happen? Nobody was spraying the ball around. Somebody mentioned it earlier, like Fabinho's usually good at that shit. He didn't do that. And it's because nobody was making runs. The only mm-hmm. people making runs were literally Milner and, and Andy down the left. Like, Mo didn't do shit off the ball. Mm-hmm. Mane looked lost. what's passing Bobby was lost, awful as well. And once Bobby's gone, it's fucking a wrap. Like, Bobby's the glue. And if that shit's gone, I don't give a fuck what's happening. In a game of that magnitude, we just all folded. Like, oh, shit, Bobby's gone? Let's just fucking not lose then.
6: Yeah, I've just got Rohan um, Rohan in there saying, I love Mandor, yep, the glue. And he's wrote a whole load of other stuff, he's got a lot of opinions, but I'm too tired to read them, plus I don't have my glasses on. Sam, your thoughts? About what? <laughs> this is what I mean, this is
1: <laughs> You
6: know what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: this is some high quality radio right here, boy. This is, oh. this is like the best, right? This <laughs> is, uh, you know what? This
6: is the guest that I deserve. Somebody as fucking stupid as me. You know what? He is actually my spirit animal. He's so stupid, <laughs> yeah, he gets lost true. everywhere. Tell
0: us about the rugby. Tell us about the rugby. Stop your mouth now. Don't shut up. I, right? I tell, tell him no what one. you want to hear. Tell him then.
6: what. Basically, uh, Steve. I have to call you Steve. If I call him Steve, he might actually pay attention. Steve, the question was, if Liverpool can't <laughs> penetrate to the centre with players like Naby Keita and... There isn't much width. Um, you know, there's no backup in terms of Mane and Salah for our full backs. If we don't play that way, we are very limited. And today, it very really short because we were non-threatening on corners, as we saw. And on with regards to free kicks, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, there used to be a time when Liverpool used to get a free kick. And I don't I hate to go back to the Gerrard era or the Alonso era, but I'd be like, we're fucking scoring this. You know, it was one of them. And even Coutinho as well. Something's going to happen here. And I don't have those feelings anymore.
5: Yeah, that, you know what really summed it up, how shit was our indirect free kick in the box where Milner took it in the first two minutes? Yeah. Dear, dear God, I was I was thinking back, I don't know, whenever I see an indirect free kick in the box, I always think back to that Shiro one he scored for England where he just absolutely blasts into the top corner and then I saw Milner stepping up and it was absolutely pants, wasn't it? It was fucking awful and that that really was summing up the day. You know, when I think about someone putting in a great cross, I always think back to the... Remember when we had Gary McAllister um, mm. for the treble season and just he was putting it on a plate every time and that was brilliant. Um, Shaqiri's probably one of our better ones to actually deliver a ball, but he wasn't <laughs> even playing, you know. So, um, to be honest with you, I think we, we don't want to... It's one of those games. Going away to Man U is always going to be a tough game, no matter how shit Man U are. It's always going to be a tough game. It's the same when we were shit, you know. They we'd always give them a tough game. So it's one of those things. And as you said, we'll always take a point there. You you know, before the season starts, you take a point away at Old Trafford because we've got a really bad record there recently. You know what? The thirteen fourteen was the last win at Old Trafford, is it?
6: Yeah, yeah, sounds about right.
5: So it's 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 one of those things where it's you know I think we're going to be recruiting a bit more again now in the summer, obviously. So we, you know we can hopefully fix these issues that are really pissing us all off. Uh, but f- for the time being, I think we just got to write this game off as a as another terrible performance. But we we really really now have to bring a big performance against Watford on Wednesday because you know if we can get win these next two games. Everything's going to be looking a lot more rosy, and we're going to be looking a lot more confident to try and get this league title one. Sure,
0: but there's, cause... but then there's no, there's no leeway now. That's gone. No,
6: no, there isn't. And you know, like as That's Sam said, Sam said basically that he set out to get that point. Well, he better be damn certain that he wins every single other fucking game now. Well, no, be...
0: now they have to match City's results. So if City win. All the remaining games, we have to win every game to win the title. Before that was not the case, if we won this, because we could afford a draw. Now we can't even afford a draw. Do you understand
6: now why I'm crying at why we were like 10 points up?
0: Yeah, yeah, it could have been, it could have been a totally different story. Could have been a totally different story right now.
6: I'm gonna have fucking (laughs) grey hairs, I'm gonna have bags under my eyes, I'm gonna have frown lines, (laughs) and I'm not even fucking guaranteed a fucking league. This is
1: fucking oh, disgraceful.
6: You know, I'd like to see Liverpool win the league with all my teeth intact and gravity hasn't taken its toll on my body.
5: Nope, is that no too mo- much to
6: fucking ask?
5: No more selfies for you then, Nina. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Granny Calza. Right, we coming to bring you back in. You've heard what the doctor said. Um, we're having some crisis here. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? I'll let you have the final thought.
4: The crisis regarding what, Nina? Beauty?
6: It's spoken true, man. I'd like to look nice before Lopu win the league.
4: No, no. The, I totally agree. We'd all want to, you know, uh, win something before it's too late, right? Uh, but, you know, just to stir the pot before I drop off, right? So, in order to break down their defense, you had to do, you know, what? Going out wide wasn't working. We were not penetrating. But Mm. one thing that was missing, right? I talked about that one Martip dribble, right? Yes. There was one instance when Hendo got behind Salah. And he ran in and uh, he got a corner off one of their defenders, right? That was the only instance in the match when one of our three midfielders got in beyond their defense. There was no other instance. We have seen what Fabinho does that ding ball brilliantly, right? Just over the top of the defense, somebody running onto it there was no run to match that, right? Their defenders were stuck against our forward line and there was nobody running in from midfield to drag those defenders away. I think while we crib about the performance of our front line, a lot of the blame is still on the midfield because they did not provide enough support. It's
6: very true. Well, um, Shomik, um, thank you so much for your call.
4: Cheers, Zina. Good night, guys.
6: Good night.
4: Chin up, chin up. We're going to win this. Don't worry. I
6: hope so. Fingers crossed. Well, Shamik, thank you so much for calling. Righty-ho. Gags, anything else that's been interesting whilst we wait for our third caller?
0: Uh, Jeremy, the most exciting part of the game was was the indirect free kick, free kick in the box during the first minute of the game. It was all downhill from there. And uh, can we say that? um Can we say that we need a free kick coach? Coach, because I have to say we are the only team that's not imaginative of free kicks. The, the, you know, we have been away for two exotic breaks, okay, and we do not work <laughs> on anything, anything, anything creative, imaginative, nothing. You know. You get a short free kick like that in the box. Yes, you don't expect that. But surely someone's saying, you know what, boys, we've got some time. Let's put some extra work in. Let's work on these things. What about if this happens? What about if this happens in this area of the pitch? What about if this happens? You see, uh, the great sides of old having an answer to lots of these little things at times. And there was no, it was just, Mm -hmm. you know what? Hello, I'm going to leather this. Hello, uh, from I'm from Yorkshire. I'm just leathering this into the box and whatever. There was no like, you know what? try and feint it so it pulls out one or two of their players out of that wall, and then, you know what, Hendo, you make a run down the left instead, we'll play it to you, you cross it in, or whatever, or or, or anything, Mo, you stay on the right-hand side of the pitch, run in, and we'll feint to shoot and pass it out to you where there's an open goal, and you tap it in because everyone's standing near post. Anything, anything that is imaginative, creative, something off of the free kick when Mo's on it, when has Mo scored a free kick for us? Mm-hmm. I don't think and he has. Nope. Why is Mo taking it? Give it to somebody else. Take, let, let Van Dyke take one. Oh, let do Fabinho, something. let
6: Fabinho take it, because yeah, he was do standing something. over it. You know what I find really bizarre about all this, and please do chime in, Pete, um, uh, Steve and Amando, because if I call him Steve, he might actually pay attention to what I'm saying. Um... The, the, the thing that I have an issue with this local team in, in one regard is the fact that there are any set piece takers It's so bizarre. Like we have a collective of players who aren't very good at set piece taking. I'm not being funny. If you're like an attacking midfielder or a midfielder, now I think that that, that is something that you would practice on the training pitch or it's something it's part of your skill. I know we've got Trent Alexander Arnold who's good on set pieces, but the rest of the team can't think, oh yeah, he takes them, that's fine. The rest of you need to get up to some kind of level.
1: Yeah. I mean, Shaq's pretty good, but aside from that, we're trash. We haven't had anybody. I mean, Phil was okay, but like, since Stevie and Suarez, we haven't had shit on the free kicks. It's just been whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to be a team at this level and just not have any confidence that your team's going to score on a free kick. It's just, it's tough.
6: I watched it with my mom. She's like, Oh, you've got a free kick. How about me doing shit? I'm in my phone. And nothing's happening. You know, you just, exactly. yeah, like, honest to God, don't sweat it. Absolutely do not sweat it. Um, they look more threatening on their set pieces, let me tell you. Uh, Sam, what about you? What are your thoughts on Liverpool and the lack of set piece takers?
5: I listened to that question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Yeah, I, we haven't really replaced Coutinho's, because obviously Shaqiri's good at free kicks, right? He will hit a good free kick but not going to be starting every game. You know, we we need someone who's there every, every game, week in, week out. Uh, As a few of you have touched on, Trent is obviously someone with potential there. And I think maybe going forward over the years, he might end up being our number one free kick taker. You never know. But, you know, I I fully expect us to be signing an attacking player in the summer. And it would be really, really handy if it's someone that can deliver a free kick as well. But uh, yeah, it's, it's weird really, isn't it? Like, Salah, pants at them. I don't know as as he as you called just now. I don't know why the hell he's anywhere near it. Um, you know he's not um, very good at he's
6: not very good at corners as well. By the way, I no, don't like I, him on corners delivery as I, well.
5: I hate strikers taking corners. I don't understand. They should be in the box. They're trying to score a goal. You know. So uh, I've never been a fan of that myself. He has actually scored direct from a free kick uh, from a corner once, has not he? But uh, I think that's pure fluke more than anything. So um yeah it's, it's it's one of those things you know I, I think we do everyone does underrate their own team's um performance on free kicks, corners, and everything. everyone thinks that they're shit their team is shit at them because the percentages of that you do score from free kicks and corners are so bloody low you know what if you look at the stats, they must be incredibly low you know it's not even gonna be one in ten that you get something from, so that's why it looks so crap then for us. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's the main problem. The main problem today was we were, as Mando put it so well, absolute trash today. And I just think it's something that we really got to step, step up now next game. Otherwise, this league title could easily slip away from us really quickly.
6: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Right, we're going to move on to our third caller. I hope he's about. He's normally so calm. He he kind of relaxes everyone, makes everyone happy. I'm intrigued to see what he sounds like today. It's Kwesi Davis.
2: Yeah, man. There. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I love that. He still comes out with that.
2: I, I How think, are you, Kwesi? I am well, thank you. I think my call today is a bit redundant because... The most interesting part of the match and the aftermatch was Armando's rant. No doubt. That was awesome. And so um I think I've now been entertained and cheered up. I do disagree with him with one thing though. I I thought Fabinho was, was great. Um when mm. if you have the stomach for it, you watch the game again. I mean, literally Pogba was nowhere. He took mm. charge of Everything, everything he came to claim, he got a toe on it. Some of his toe pokes went to, um the people didn't pick up the loose balls and it went back to, to Manchester United. But I, th- I thought he was great. And my single point for the afternoon is, he was so great that given the injuries, given what was happening with Manchester United, at 20 or 30 minutes into the game, Club should have gone all out of task. Yep. Because Fabinho was controlling the defensive part of the game. It would have been fine. And um, as usual, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with 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 the manager today. I think, I think it's all down to him. You know what? Give
3: um...
0: us a bit more question.
2: Why? Oh, well... If you even if you even look at it it's it's all stuff, right? And and I suppose sometimes you can't turn a, a, a um a pig's ear into a purse. You really can't.
1: No for whatever reason. <laughs>
6: yeah, but it's such a good thing. You can't you can't turn a pig's ear into a silk purse, Shut It's it like down. one of the things. Shut
1: it down. We're not gonna beat that. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. The show's over. No but 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 listen,
2: clearly Klopp sat down in the summer and decided every big game, every big sort of away game, even some of the home ones where we are probably going to have a little less of the ball, he's going to make sure Hendo is a big part of our midfield. Essentially, Fabinho has had to kick the fucking door down get in on these big games. Right? We went to we went to PSG and did fuck all there. We went to Naples and we were horrible with this for want of a better word, the Brexit midfield. I call it the three captains because it's one captain and two vice captains in that midfield. Right? And it is clear that this is the way he wants to do things. And when when it is so clear, when it's so written in stone, perhaps it's difficult to say Clark did poorly in terms of the starting lineup because it didn't come into his thoughts to even bring Naby and in. It could have. Fine, it's not in your thought, but you are paid a lot of money to make in-game decisions as well. And when you see Manchester United laying everything open for us. People dropping like flies. The game has changed. We're basically now t- playing at a bottom five team. Because it's two banks of four, there is no way they'll be trying to hurt you too much. They're not going to throw players forward. A simple thing would have been to just bring on Trent for pace on the right and bring on Nabiquita. Early, 35 minutes in, 30 minutes in. Do that. And that is where I'm really, really disappointed. Not about the starting lineup, because I believe that Klopp has a kink in his brain and that he is unable to start a midfield in a good game, in a strong game, without fucking Henderson in there. And so, fine, he has a kink in his brain. We have to account for that. It's like a handicap in in golf. He's going to start Henderson if we play a good team, especially away from home. But 20 minutes in, come on now. We didn't need Henderson. We didn't. So so if you want me to elaborate, that's my elaboration.
6: Okay, fair enough. And um, Amanda, I'm going to come to you first. Um, I want to get your thoughts on what Quessy said there. And... Um, I think for me as well, the thing that kind of, um, I think Questy made some interesting points, but one thing that really kind of frustrated me in all this as well was the fact that if our goalkeeper, Alison Beckham, wasn't alert, we could we could have actually lost that game because they actually, in my opinion, had the better chances despite the injuries. And in the second half, they certainly looked more threatening. They actually exploited some space in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we just settled. We just settled to not try to lose. So we weren't pressing as hard. We weren't doing the things that we do to be successful. And and is spot on. Like, Henderson gets shoehorned into these games, and then fucking what's hilarious to me is he has the audacity to be all salty and diva his fucking way off the pitch and not even, like, give Klopp any love and shit, like, he fucking just stormed off there like a diva, imagine Sturridge does some shit like that, fucking the internet breaks down, like, that's just bullshit, and he's still gonna play fucking another important match, and it's just like... Why is he spot on? Give him a half, fine. After that, Fabinho, if he's taking care of business, maybe I'll rewatch it and see what I – maybe I missed some shit. I was just really angry. But if he's taking care of business, we need to have something more decisive, something more ambitious, something with a little bit of creativity. And we had none of that, none of that. So for me, it's just – it's really hard to, like – be satisfied with Klopp's decisions. I 100% agree. Like, in-game, it could be better. Shaq, sure. Okay, if you're going to make Shaq the change instead of Abby, that's fine. Do it earlier. Give him some time to get into the game exactly. to settle to have a chance. Do it earlier. Mm-hmm. Get a chance to have a set piece with him in there and let him take it since he's the best one on the team. Do it fucking earlier where it makes a goddamn difference instead of just pushing him in there and expecting him to get two touches and make some magic happen. He's not that fucking good. We don't have somebody off the bench that is that fucking good. Messi's not strolling out there to take care of some shit. It's not going to happen. So like, that's what's frustrating. If you're gonna make these changes, make them early so these guys have a fucking chance to succeed instead of just fucking looking lost out there because they gotta get into the game. Like there was no rhythm, there was no type of fucking like understanding, there were no runs being made, it was just very, very blah. And that's not good enough when we're this fucking close where we have a chance but like at this point if we go this route and we continue to have zero ambition I'd rather fucking keep losing but trying to do something this settling shit is not cool settling is fucking the most embarrassing weak minded shit on the planet like oh That's good enough for me. It's not good enough because you are some world-fucking-class players. We saw what you did last season getting to the Champions League final when you had no goddamn business being there. So you can do some shit that people don't express expect, but instead you're just fucking scared to lose. Fuck being scared. Y'all are just scared of success because then there's fucking, like, some sort of fucking, like... Uh, more pressure on you because you did it. No, man. Like, y'all gotta get over that damn hump and they ain't doing that shit. Instead, we're reverting backwards at this point in the season where we should be going full throttle and if we lose, then we lose trying. But instead, we're fucking gonna let it slip because we're fucking afraid of winning. We're afraid of being champions right now and that's fucking embarrassing.
6: You know what? I just saw something be tweeted and it was from LFC Vines and, um, it's, um, at at the final, Whistle Klopp goes over to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and obviously there's no sound so you can just lip read and um as he goes over to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer he says fucking hell what a shit game um so I think he pretty much echoes what you said there Sam I'm going to come to you uh, I want to get your thoughts on on this whole situation as well about what um Kressy said there regarding um you know um is it is it all on Klopp and uh, you know just going off what Mando said as well you know being afraid and you know settling for a point and stuff and it's 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 true but at the same time I remember way back when when uh, Brendan Rodgers was challenging for a title and all he had to do was play for a point against uh, Chelsea and he didn't do that and it bit him on the ass.
5: Yeah, that's that you know that's the issue. It, you should never be going into any game looking for a draw, because quite often you know, we could have easily been sucker-punched today. There's a couple of chances Manu had off uh, free kicks that we nearly got caught out on again, and we could have easily been sucker-punched. So, you know, for me, you never go to try and draw a game. That's absolute crap. It's, It's not acceptable for Liverpool to even try to do that. And especially when there's a team like Man United there for the taking. And everything was going our way in the sense that they were getting all these injuries as well. So, you know, I totally agree with a lot of what everyone said when it comes to that. We really, really should have capitalised on that. Um, The the substitutes he makes at the moment seem to be baffling as well. You know, for me, I thought, okay, I can accept this kind of grinding it down and try and win the game in the last 20 by bringing on Naby. I thought he'd bring on Naby and Shaq maybe, both of them on, and really try and, you know, run at them a bit and actually cause them some problems. But, you know, we, we really, really just kind of, phased out I think it was highlighted in the last two minutes of the game I was thinking right come on guys get the ball up there try and get a goal and we were just passing along the back line and it just really made it clear to me that they were just happy to make sure of the point rather than go for it and you know what Gag said earlier about that that was our chance to get the three-point gap so that we had the one game that we were allowed to draw then before the end of the season and we've already cashed that in now, so there's no more second chances. There's no more margin for error. We need to be absolutely perfect now for the rest of the season, and that's an absolutely massive ask for this team. When we can see, you know, when we're bringing on players like Origi off the bench, compare that to the strength that Man City have got. It, it's it's chalk and cheese. You know, unfortunately, mm. we can't we can't compete with that at this moment in time. I think it's something we probably resolve in the summer Um, because a lot of these guys will be moved on and then we won't be stuck with them and then we can strengthen the squad, you know. But all in all, I think we're we're doing brilliantly. We do need to always remember that. I know it's really disappointing. Two nil-nils in quick succession now as well. It, It is shit and it's not a good time to be, you know, misfiring up front. But, you know, I've still got a lot of faith in this team. I do think they've got a lot of balls um, and we've done great so far. We're still in it, guys. You know, we're top of the league. We are top of the league. So it is not all doom and gloom. Today was a barrel of shit. But, you know, I think we've still got a really, really good chance to get this title.
6: For sure. Okay, well, some people are disagreeing with me. I'm uh, rightly so, Ron and Steve P. saying it's not the last five minutes. It's not the, the last five games, you know. Um That game we could have drawn. It wouldn't have been a problem, this one, against an injury-struck United team. I I do agree with that. I was more referring to the fact that at the beginning of the game... um um, you've all listened to me throughout this pod I, I said that Klopp should have made some reactionary subs to their injuries that's what I was getting at but thank you so much for pointing that out I do agree with you Um and um we also have Brett joining us as well my good friend Brett who said what a frustrating match more dropped points more mind-baffling subs. We've, yeah, we completely agree. What the fuck? Our margin of error to win the league is zero. Yep, it needs to be absolutely flawless now. But guys, thank you so much. Keep interacting with us in here. Kresi, um, you've heard what the lads have said. You know what? Make us feel a little better, if you can.
2: To be honest, Nina, you just made us feel better, reminding us that we're top of the league. Um, The good news is that we don't have too many top teams to play. Left and and Klopp seems to to be able to now play Naby and Fabinho in the same midfield. Once we're not playing a top team, so mm. I I suppose we'll have enough creativity to win those, and we should be okay. Um, when when somebody like Salah seems to be off touch, if you get him enough bars in the box, he'll eventually start to start to feel it, you know. So so we're good. We carry on. Um, and I, I expect Manchester City to drop some points as well. So, so yeah, we are, we're all right. I mean, we're all right to win it. Let's just keep going on, but we have to criticize our manager when he does forkry.
6: Yeah. I agree.
2: Today was forkry. So there we go.
6: It was. And I don't think anyone would disagree with you there. I'm not being funny. Um, uh, as much as we all love Jurgen Klopp, I think everyone on Anfield Index and on this site will call it for what it is. And, uh, you know, that is what it is. So, um, thank you so much, Cressy. Um Enjoy the rest of your weekend.
2: Thank you, Nina. And thanks to everybody. Have a lovely week.
6: You too. Oh, he doesn't sound very happy there. Okay, guys, oh. it's just it's just us now. Um
0: that's it, really, yeah, just just you guys, you three left, just, I think, uh, your final thoughts, please.
5: I I just want to give Questy a hug, I think, he sounded distraught.
6: I know, and when he <laughs> sounds like that, fucking hell, you know, like, it, like it's not so good.
5: He's always so upbeat. Oh, Quessy, come on, mate, it'll be okay.
2: I live... <laughs>
6: Well, you're getting a lot of love in the chat there. Um, poor Cressy, poor Cressy. Yeah, okay, then final thoughts. Gags, go on then. What, what are your final thoughts? Because I've got a final thought.
0: Uh, final thought is that um, I really enjoyed listening to the rant and stuff. And I really enjoyed that. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we we want the best for the club. I think that's what everyone who's listening needs to understand is that you know all supporters want the best. And I think immediately after a game, it's always hot. yes. The the only positives that you can take away is a clean sheet, you know, against Rashford, Pogba. Uh, who who else did they have? Can I be honest? They might have, Sanchez, they might, they might have, have been Alfred. ten
6: men down with the yeah. Rashford. That and, boy and was also, so injured.
0: In and also, we're top of the league. So when you go to United, we lose. We lose seven out of nine times. We've lost in the last nine years. So we've taken a point for once. And I know it's scant after. When you watch the game, but it's way more than we normally take away from there. So I think the only, that's the only positive. And I think all of us, if at the start of the game, if we took, asked, take a point, we would have taken it with the form that they were in coming in. So, um, I think the only positive you can take is the clean sheet and that we've gone back up top. And, uh, thankfully, Alison was aware enough. To stop Lingard and injure him and, uh, and well, force him to get injured again. And so we didn't lose. I think that's the only positive because the way that team played, anything could have happened.
6: For sure. Yeah, I agree with you. But, um, yeah, um, and you know, I know this is, this is no business of mine because we're a Liverpool podcast, but I thought it was criminal that they let Rashford play the entire game. He's probably gotten worse, but that's not my problem. Personally, you know, I would have, uh, he, he was just, he looked so unwell. So, you know, that's another side story and that's on Ole Gunnar Um Amanda, I'll come to you. Your final, What are your final takeaways and thoughts from that game?
1: It better not happen again. That's <laughs> yes. all. Like, we can't let that shit happen again. And it's not just this last game. It's been a few games now where it's just, like, lackluster, where it's very lackadaisical. These guys are strolling through the fucking park. Like, that shit needs to stop. And secondly, like, it's just a matter of, putting letting nabby play and run wild because fucking it's just got to we need that type of player to be the difference we don't have the difference right now If mo's not firing we don't have the difference so like they just need to man up and fucking get over this hump and do Do you
0: think think kata adds something in this game if he brings him on
1: he adds more than jordan henderson yes absolutely fucking drive, like you said,
0: that's definitely something Kate has been bringing into last two, three games. He's driven who, who in that Montreal midfield
1: is- that's not Ginny was gonna dribble past anybody, and Ginny didn't do that even today. so like no. who's what's Henderson really given you, man? like honestly, in a game like today, with a team that bad on opposition, that injured, that slow, what did he offer you today? At least Nabby offers you a damn chance. Like, a chance to do something special. The ball drops to him and swivels his hips and does some shit. Henderson swivels his hips and it's fucking 36 rows into fucking Old Trafford. Like, mm. he, not, not only he, that,
0: not only that, he, he's got a history of wanting to shoot. Naby is one that wants to be on the end of something, so he wants to get into the box or outside the box. That's what I'm saying. Shot. Yeah, and he and he's, gives he's, you a it's chance. Yeah, yes, yeah, progression always.
6: For sure. It's
0: a shame that you didn't even get a f- 10 minutes. Unbelievable.
1: Predictable is what it is. Unbelievable. That's the problem. It's predictable mm. that mm. he didn't even get 20 minutes.
0: Mm. Criminal. If he's not
1: starting, he's not getting no time, unless it's like two minutes because of injury time, and we're like, fuck it, make a swap.
6: Mm-hmm. Waste your time. Yep, okay, so Mando's takeaways, um, that's it. We don't want to see that again, that kind of performance, and that kind of result, and that kind of negative, negative. Uh, Sort of um tactics and setups from Jurgen Klopp. What about yourself, um, Steve, Sam, and then I'll go last.
5: I I think it's I should probably end on a bit of a positive note. It's been really negative today, and it's understandable because that was awful. But you know, we we've got sixty six points in the league at this moment in time, right? Two thousand and sixteen. I think we ended the season with sixty points. The whole season, two thousand and fifteen, sixty two points. Thirteen sixty-one points. You know, we are in a brilliant position. It's not something we've been anywhere near. We're doing brilliantly, guys. You know, it it is hard, and because we've got used to winning now, when it doesn't happen, you get really pissed off. And I, I totally get that. But we are overperforming really. For compared our squad to Man City's, you know, we're well behind. I think so. We're doing brilliantly, and you know, the points total we've accumulated so far is absolutely fantastic and there's going to be games where you just don't perform or things go wrong so you know we just need a bit of perspective sometimes it is frustrating and i am annoyed but mm-hmm. it, it it's it, this is so good guys let's try and i know it's it's annoying when someone says just try and enjoy it you know it's it's not something you can just switch on and off but i just try and look at it positively and just think We've had bloody Roy Hodgson at this club and remember the dark times of that, you know, we'd have ripped your hands off for a nil nil any game there. So, you yeah, know, I think it was 52 points, um, that season. So just, just a bit of perspective. We're, we're this far out. It's February and we've got more points than we have done in 14 seasons since 1992. So it's, it is good. It's something exciting. And, you know, I still think we're going to go and do it.
6: For sure. Okay, I'm going to say something quite funny. Okay, so a while ago on this podcast, I said, what would you all sacrifice for Liverpool to win the league? And Steve Pizza said he would sacrifice his eldest, he'd give up his eldest, who is called Phoebe. So you know what, I'm going to give her a shout out. Phoebe, um, pack your things, love. (laughs) don't get too comfortable at home, we want that league just missing, but a shout out to her, and uh, for Steve as well, so um that's my little shout out there, for me uh, I think the thing that really kind of, um, the takeaway that I'll take from this game is all the things that you mentioned there, I can't disagree with you, but on the side note, I've had a lot of United fans as you know, I know a lot of United fans saying we're going to absolutely hammer you we're going to flounce you, we're going to flatten you, and we're going to let City win, and they're going to win the league, and you know what, I don't have a crystal ball I don't know who's going to win the league. We don't know. But one thing is the fact that United did not have, we're not the defining factor in that regard because we have gone on top. You know, they are not the defining factor. Whatever we do after that is a fuck up on a different level. And the fact that after that game, they end up fifth, uh, they've had a lot of injuries and they're going to have to play Manchester City and yeah, City have got quality and if City played Manchester City today, they would have hammered, if City played Man United today, they would have hammered them 10-0, we know this, but the fact is, you know what United, you're going to have to actually come out and play Man City now because you want to get fourth and those are my pretty much takeaways, the fact that United can't be salty about it. That's just a personal level for me. I'm sure you'd be guys beautiful
0: know. if they beat City and we we win the title because of it. It'd just be
6: do, do you know what I mean, though? But a lot of them were giving it large in that regard, saying we're gonna hammer you win. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, on a personal note, I'm quite delighted at the fact that you don't have the deciding vote yeah, they, on they this. Did, they did yeah, nothing.
0: they did nothing, yeah. and they're not good enough to do anything either, yeah. to be honest. Let's be well, let's
6: you decide. know what, Jan yeah, Mulby, gags. Um, I, I don't know if you heard this brilliant on um, Malby on the spot he says Trev Downey what the fuck are they doing with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer they're just pissing about and I yeah. can't stop laughing because
0: so they funny. are pissing about and I hope he gets the job honestly because they'll get found out next year and it's uh, it, it'll just be beautiful they've had a big nice manager bounce and look what PSG did to them when they were playing proper football we didn't play proper football today we didn't play any football today and uh, if we were on form we would have trounced that team We Mm -hmm. just don't look at the races at all. So I think we need to find that mojo back uh, and, uh, and really get our teams and start playing better. I think if we can't press, that's the problem. And we'll try and cover that in under pressure. Gags,
6: you've got an easy under pressure. I hope
0: so. No, no, I think I've got, hopefully i got an easy collection. I've just started it. So I am, I am getting through it now. And it's, there's not much in the first five minutes, which is nice against fucking buying. I was uh, nearly ready to give up at this point, but, um, yeah, it'll be nice, it'll be nice if I finish this in the next couple of hours. I'll get a Sunday evening. <laughs> but yeah, I do think, uh, I think you're right. I think that they're, they're not gonna have a say in it. It's nice that that at least happens. But don't be too down, folks. You know, we, we don't be too down. We, there's a long way to go. This game's not deciding the title. There's gonna be loads more that are gonna decide this. So it's gonna go, it feels like it's gonna go to the wire. For me, so the only problem is it is going to the wire, so we have got some fucking butt clenching to do for the rest of the season. And we'll so- have great glutes at least. <laughs> all AI listeners will have good, good looking asses. How yeah. about
6: that? Tight, firm buns. There's a positive for all of you. There's a positive for all of you. Right, you know what? I think we're pretty much done. I really don't want to do man of the match. I don't know. Does anyone have man of the match? Yeah, you should do a in the match. All right, I think I know who I'm going to give it to, but I'm going to come to Sam first on this one.
5: Uh, Virgil van Dyke. I think um, mm-hmm. the, the amount of times, man, you put the ball in the box and he just saw it out. I just think he's, he's, he's so key to this team. At least, you know, previous previously in this type of performance, we'd end up losing the game. And, you know, having him in the team, it, it makes that difference that when we are absolutely dog shit on the day, at least we leave there with a point. So I just think, you know, Van Dyke on the day today was our man of the match.
6: Nice shot. For me, I'm going to say Alex Ferguson because I don't know what team talk he gave, but he must have told them to run and be fearless and not give up. And, you know, them overexerting themselves, they all got injured. Um, That's just a funny note. For me, Um, not really. For me, I think I have to agree with a lot of the guys in the chat box that it was Alison Becker because, you know what, any other goalkeeper that we've had in the past concedes that and we lose that game. So he actually got us that point. For me, it is Alison Becker because when he was called upon, he was alert. So
1: I'm going to go to Alison Becker. What about yourself, um, Amanda? Uh, I'm going to agree with Sam. Uh, I think Mm. it has to be Virgil. I think, I mean, Allison did his job. Like, he made the save when he had to. Mm. Um, His distribution wasn't that great today. Uh, Mm. I mean, it was just, it was was okay. Uh, But Virgil, like Sam says, to his credit, he's the guy that keeps us from losing. Um, he's just is a mad mountain and he refuses to be beat. And it just, it shows like he does it. it's not just that. Like he makes a massive difference with Matip. He makes a massive difference with its lavrin. He's made the massive difference in the development of Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. He makes Andy Robertson look world class with some people will argue with you about angrily, I guess. Um, that's a thing. So uh, it doesn't matter, but Virgil van Dyck makes them all better. Like, substantially better, like two levels better, and it it's just, it's immense. It's its amazing. I can't wait till he's fucking the captain of the team, like, because he is.
6: Yeah, he absolutely is. And, um, on a side note, Virgil van Dijk, he loves Disney movies. The man's a legend. Gads, uh, whilst you're there, who's your man of the match before we call it quits on this show?
0: I think, um, God, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I'm just doing a pick, like a selector thing out of the 11. Because I didn't, I didn't actually think many of them at the back had much to do, to be honest. But I think that's why Van Dyke gets it. Because whatever he did do was flawless. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with the. The boys, and I think Allison did, like Mando pointed out, made a couple of howlers in terms of passing out, which he's done actually in every single game in the last few weeks, I feel like. So he needs to, he needs to tighten that But thankfully, his uh, save was, well, his, uh, his, he was good enough to stop Lingard, whatever he did. But yeah, Van Dyke, um, was good. Was good. I thought Matt, it wasn't too bad either. Mm. Uh, running out of the, running out with the ball as well. He made a couple of decent, uh, areas. The, the it's it's quite telling when the your centre back's the only one who had the balls to run at anyone in the game. Fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs>
6: it's just...
0: Oh well, yeah, VVD then.
6: Okay, Virgil Van Dijk. I will happily take that all day, every day. Right, guys. That is the end of the Nina Carls show. A massive thank you to all the guys that called in. A massive thank you for all you for interacting on on the chat on the live Discord thing. That really, really do appreciate it. Big up to Gags for producing as well. He's awesome. But you know what? Would not be a show without ice and fire. You saw ice and you saw fire today. You did see fire. You saw a lot of it. So you know what? A big shout out to them. But before I let them go, let them do some plugs. And Amanda, I'm going to come to you first. Anything you want to plug. Are you going to do another rant soon? Because I think people want it. I want it. Not going (laughs)
1: to lie. Yeah, no. I think probably in the next week or two, I'll have a rant out, Um, you know. Uh, yeah. And other than that, we're going to do the baseball podcast again. Me and Justin this year, we had a year off. So we're going to do the seventh inning stretch again already yes. in the works with that. So just keep your eyes, I mean, your ears peeled if you're, you know, into baseball. And if you want to learn about baseball, Justin's good with stats and he has more patience. I'm just kind of an ass and make jokes. Um, but you know, if you guys want to listen, that'd be cool.
6: Go Yankees and go Dodgers. That's somebody who knows fuck all about baseball. Oh, it's Justin's like say, be so hey, mad. Justin, Justin doesn't be support so the Yankees. Oh, Justin, my God. I'm sorry, bro.
1: No, like, I didn't prompt oh, her to fuck. do that. I know oh, you're gonna oh, think fuck. I did that. I didn't do <laughs> that. Best That's on her, you, bro. The Mets nah, are man. Shit. Nah, it's, nah, man. That's her. I'm it's, sorry. It's I apologize, shit. Justin. I'm sorry for her. <laughs> go Mets. Who did he
2: Who did he support?
1: The Mets, the Mets, the New York she Mets. Doesn't, he she hates doesn't even the Yankees. know. She doesn't he even know the Yankees. Mets exist.
0: But Mando, she
6: does not know. You know okay. what? I mean, no, 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 no. Could, it could have been, be been,
1: be been worse. It could have been worse.
6: It could have been worse. And I said Red Sox.
1: He's gonna be mad. He's gonna I be so said, mad. I could, she could have said, said Red Sox.
6: Said, yeah, I could have said Red Sox.
1: He would have probably been okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees is the big no-no. Like, no, this is not acceptable. I'm gonna like next time. I'm gonna to have to liaison if you need him, like to be on the show again. I'm gonna have it's to massage a, him a little bit. Right, it's, it's, at least one person be will
0: be happy. One person will be happy. Brundish supports the Yankees, so you're all
6: right. I do see them interact about the Yankees. i just assumed, you know what, that has you. know what, imagine if I said something like, um, go Nicks or something, which is a completely different sport, it's a different <laughs> sport, right? But at least he likes
1: the Knicks At least he likes the fucking Knicks That would have been okay actually We would have forgiven that I think he would have been fine Like hey fuck it at least you got the Knicks But the Yankees
0: Nin I think you've had a shit show like the team today
6: Sorry I have you know what I've had an absolute stinker You know diarrhea on this Uh, You know you've got fucking Steve over there Who doesn't even know the questions I don't know my friend's teams. You know what it's an absolute disgrace And you don't know how to get onto
0: discord Into your own live chat
6: yeah, there's that as well. That was a okay. fucking... <laughs> you know what? It started off fucking tits up. That's all I'm going to say. Sam, please save me. What What pods have you got?
5: Uh, I've, d- I've done a few recently. They're all pretty much post-match stuff. Um, so just check those out. Um, if you're to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Sambo Evans. But yeah, I t- totally agree with you, Nina. I think we've all had a bit of a stinker today. Uh, we'll write it off now. It, we'll, we'll feel a lot better now. Come next Sunday. Um about six o'clock. We'll be looking at the table and hopefully we'd we'll have an extra six points. We'll be sat there on seventy two points looking very, very confident.
6: Absolutely, yeah. For my part, um, thank you so much for listening. I the do... Uinson, it got a lot of good feedback. Do check out. I'll be back with another one of those pretty soon. But before that, I will be back post oh my god, post Watford post-Everton. I'm already tired just thinking about it, but thank you so much for listening. As Gag said, keep your heads up. Liverpool are on top of the league. Um, Don't lose your shit. I know we started off a bit negative, but what do you expect, you know, uh, against this United side? But till next time, I will catch you in my next episode. Up the Reds.
1: Podcast Network.